Well, good morning, Hope City Church. It's so good to be here today with you. Today is going to be a great day, and I believe that God has given me a message of hope for you today. So what I want you to do right now is to turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 18. In this passage of Scripture, there are two mountains that are outlined, and these two mountains are the mountains that I want to speak to you about today. The mountain of fear and the mountain of faith. And it's my objective today, if you're in fear, to move you from fear to faith today. You know, if fear shapes our life, then safety and self-preservation are going to be our goal. But we don't want to be people that move back to safety and self-preservation, but we want to be people that move towards triumph and victory in our lives. So turn with me, as I said, to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 18. And in this passage of Scripture, uh, the writer outlines two types of mountains. In this first mountain, he talks about a mountain that's burning with fire, that's dark and gloomy and filled with storms. In fact, in verse 21, Moses says that the sight was so terrifying that he trembled with fear. And you and I both know that right now, right around the world, this world is trembling with fear and anxiety and stress. Fear is everywhere at the moment. And people are feeding on fear instead of feeding on faith. And you know what I, I, I want to say to you today, it's so important that we have a diet of faith and not a diet of fear. And for those that are particularly sensitive to the reports that are going out right now, that you need to be so careful that you don't feed on fear. You know, when I came out of hospital last year, my whole diet changed. I used to be able to eat Vegemite all the time. But as when I came out of hospital, I could no longer eat Vegemite because it, it just was really sensitive to my system. And there are people right now that, that you're hearing reports and, and things are being triggered inside you, you, this reaction to fear. And I want to encourage you to, to change your diet. Find things that build up your faith that don't feed your fear. You know, David, King David faced many fears in his life. The Bible says he faced the lion, the bear and the giant, yet he feared no evil. Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. David didn't feed on the fear of evil. He said, Lord, because you are with me. David's trust was in the Lord because he knew that God was with him. And I want to say to you today, church, God is with us and we need to feed on faith today that God is a faithful God and he is always with us. David continued on in verse 5. He said, Lord, I believe that you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And I truly believe that this battle that we're facing will soon become a meal of faith that will nourish us and build us up spiritually. This journey that we're going on, it's been challenging. It's going to be the making of us, not the breaking of us. We will feed on what we go through. It will nourish us and strengthen us in this hour. The writer then goes on to talk about the second mountain. This mountain is the mountain of faith. It's a picture of man walking with God. The writer says, You've now come to Mount Zion. To the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, you've come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. Isn't it great to know today, church, that there are thousands of angels that have been released on assignment to help us in this hour? 
This is the mountain of faith that we're called to live on with the understanding no matter what we go through in this hour, no matter what challenges we face, God has released the host of heaven right now to be with us. He goes on to say this mountain is the church of the firstborn. Our names are written in heaven. We've come to God, the judge of all, to spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, who is the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. You know, this mountain tells us that we have entered into right now an eternal kingdom reign. This is what the heroes of faith in Hebrews 11 long for. They long to be in the day that we're in right now. You might find that strange. You know, we're going through lots of challenges. But this is the hour and the day that Hebrews 11, the heroes, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Moses, all these heroes, they long to be in this hour. So I want to encourage you that we are in an eternal kingdom, a kingdom that cannot be shaken, a strong kingdom, a new covenant kingdom. You know, I wrote about in my book, The uh, Finding Peace in Troubled Time, that our Father's throne in heaven is a throne of authority. It's a stable, strong throne, a stable kingdom. In fact, it says in Revelation 4 that his throne is built upon a sea of glass. Now, this sea of glass has no waves, has no storms. There's no anxiety in heaven. There's no stress. God's not, not stressed out in heaven. God's not having a bad day. His throne is established. It's strong and it's stable. Isn't that great to know? And we're seated with God on this throne. Our spirit now reflects the same calm as God's is in heaven. It's calm, it's strong, and it's stable. Psalm 110 says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make all your enemies your footstool. And right now today, church, we are seated with our Father in heaven. We're seated at his right hand. And the Bible says, continuing on in Psalm 110, The Lord will send the rod of his strength out of Zion. And we will rule in the midst of our enemies. Isn't that great to know that we are seated with God today in a place of strength and peace. In a world filled with turmoil, we are seated with Christ. And from that place of rest and peace, we are able to rule over every enemy of fear, doubt and unbelief, lack and oppression. Now, I believe that authority flows as God's peace is established in our lives. As we come into a place of peace, knowing that God is with us, God is for us, He will never leave us or forsake us. From that place of, uh, of undiluted peace, that's the place of authority. That's the place that we can then take authority over the enemy in our life. Romans 16, 20 says, The God of peace will crush Satan under our feet. Isn't that great to know that the God of peace that lives within us, he's going to crush Satan's work, all the fear that comes against us, all the bad reports. The Bible says that the God of peace, as we are seated with him in heavenly places, that God of peace, our Father in heaven who lives within us, he will crush Satan under our feet. And so I want to encourage you today. This kingdom that you and I are in right now is a sure, stable, strong kingdom. And as we stay in, our, in faith and live in this mountain of faith, the Bible has promised us that we are now in a position to crush the enemy's head. And I'm excited about that. The Bible says 
going on in Hebrews 12, verse 26, that this kingdom that we're in is a sure, it's an eternal kingdom, but it's a kingdom that, that is in a realm surrounded by shaking and travail. Let's read now in Hebrews 12, verse 26. It says, And at that time his voice shook the earth, but now he's promised once more, I will shake not only the earth, but I will shake the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of everything that can be shaken, that is, created things, everything without solid foundation, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. I want you to know today, church, this scripture tells us very clearly that we're in a kingdom that's sure and strong, but we are surrounded by a world that is shaking. There is unparalleled shaking that is happening right now. We can see it in the news report. We know as we walk down the street, there's something has shifted in the air. There is a shaking going on. The Bible says here in Hebrews 12 that not only is the earth shaking, but the heavens are shaking. There's a, a shaking in the natural and there's a shaking in the spirit realm. Everything that can be shaken, the foundations of power are being shaken right now. And this shaking is a result of one thing. And I felt God say to me today that the shaking is a result of God coming near to the earth. And as God comes in a very real way, in a very a whole new way, he's coming. His presence is coming upon the planet. And as God draws near to the earth, that he's drawing near, he's shaking every foundation. And God's removing everything that can be shaken so that what cannot be shaken will remain. Verse 28 goes on to say, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. You know, after the shaking's done, all that's going to remain is his kingdom reality in our life. And so we say, Lord, it may not feel good. The shaking may cause us to be a bit unsettled, but we know, Lord, that you're at work. And we say, Lord, shake in our lives, shake around us, so that only that which remains is what you deem to be reality. I believe with all my heart that what God doesn't know doesn't exist. If you believe something about yourself that is not in God's image, you create a contradiction in your life. I'll say that again. If you believe something about yourself that is not in God's image, you've created a contradiction in your life. You've created or succumbed to an image that doesn't exist in God's mind. And whatever doesn't exist in God's mind is not real. And so this shaking is shaking that which does not exist in God's mind about us. Every false idea, every false ideology, every false thought, everything that's in our life that is not of God, the fears, the anxieties, they are being shaken because when God sees us, that doesn't exist in his mind. God sees us pure, holy, strong, victorious. And so he's shaking everything that's in our life that doesn't belong. You know, the Bible tells us on the day that we go to heaven, the fire is going to examine us. This fire we just read about in Hebrews. And everything that's not of God, anything that he doesn't know about us is going to be burnt up. In fact, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. Why don't you turn with me to that passage now? 1 Corinthians 
3 verse 11. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. If anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test everyone's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. And if anyone's work is burnt, he will suffer loss. But he himself he will be saved, yet so is one who goes through the fire. And that's what's going to happen. The day that we meet Jesus, the fire is going to come. And everything that doesn't exist in God's mind about us is going to be burnt out. And this is what's happening now. The shaking's going on because God's preparing the bride of Christ to be ready to cross over to the other side. Hebrews chapter 11, the, the chapter preceding what we've just read today, talks about one such man, his name was Enoch. And Enoch was a man that pleased God. He was a man that walked with God. The Bible talked about Enoch as one who was a prophet who foretold the second coming of Jesus Christ. And he walked in such a way that he was able to step into heaven and no fire was needed because he was able to translate from one realm to the other because everything about his life was authentic. Enoch was the seventh man from Adam. He's a picture of the end time church that is raptured away. He was and then he was not. And Enoch, he was a man that lived for 365 years. It's a picture of us day by day, each day of the year, totally dedicated to allowing God to transform us. And so as we go through the fire, as we go through the shakings, it's like Enoch, we are getting ready to be translated from this realm to the realm of glory, to be with Jesus forever. I want to encourage you today that God is at work. This shaking is preparing the body of Christ like never before. So we say, Lord, bring on the fire. Change us. As we continue to read in this passage, Hebrews chapter 12 then leads into Hebrews 13. There's no chapters really in the Bible are there for reference. So the story continues. And the writer tells us that in the shaking and in the fire, there's four things that you need to give attention to. And I just want to quickly highlight these before we finish today. Hebrews 13 verse 1. As we go through the fire and the shaking, he says, Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality. This is in the shaking. When we're so prone to, to go into self-preservation and isolation, the writer says in the shakings, don't stop loving one another. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some have shown hospitality to angels. I believe with all my heart, that this is a season of increased angelic activity and they're going to show up in a powerful way as you love one another, as you show hospitality, as you reach out in the shakings of God, as we begin to turn ourselves outward. You watch what happens. We're going to see time and time again angelic uh, representation. And this is why he says, as we show hospitality, you're going to start showing hospitality to angels unaware. They're going to be attracted to the love that the bride of Christ shows. He says, continue to remember, verse 3, those in prison, as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are mistreated, as if you were yourself suffering. So in other words, those that are locked up, those that are suffering, those that need a hand, 
there's an urgency in the shakings. And this whole passage is talking about the last days. The writer's reminding us, don't turn inward, turn outward. Church, even though we can't meet together today in a physical way, I want to compel you and urge you. This is the season to look outwards. This is a season to reach people with the gospel. This is a season to love like you've never loved before. Not self-preservation, but transformation, reaching out to people. So in the shaking, he says four things to give attention to. Number one, as I've said, pursue love. Number two, in verse four of Hebrews 13, we're to pursue love and now we are to protect our relationships. He says marriage should be honoured by all. The marriage bed kept pure for God will judge the adulterer and the sexually immoral. I think it means what it literally says, but I think there's a, also another meaning. And what the writer's saying in the shakings, protect relationships. Look after your marriage. Make sure in the pressure and the, and the challenges that you face that you don't turn on one another, that you don't allow the pressure to divide and conquer, but you allow that when the pressure comes that you reach out to one another, that you love one another, you take time to talk to one another, to, to make sure you're there for each other. In the shakings, pursue love, reach out to others, but also protect your relationships. Don't get so caught up in the stress of the day and the, and the busyness of the day that you forget those that are so close to you. Protect relationships. Verse 5 is our third point. It says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. That word content literally means to raise up a barrier, to defend. And, and one of the ways that we raise up a barrier against fear is to make sure that our hearts are free from the love of money. So the third point is to purify your heart motives. Pursue love, protect your relationships, and, and purify your heart. Make sure that you don't allow the love of money and, and, the, and the need for money to, to allow fear to come in. Put up a barrier. Make sure you don't allow that to get into your heart so you start worrying. And, I, I, and I've, it's happened to my heart. I start thinking about, have I got enough money to get through the year? I start calculating in my head all the things that I need. And, and all of a sudden, fear's getting into my heart. And the writer here says, keep your hearts free from the love of money. Don't let it corrupt your heart. Because again, if you start focusing on money and, and accumulating things for yourself, that's when fear begins to rage in your life. So the writer says, in the midst of the shaking and the fire, pursue love, protect your relationships, purify your heart motives. And finally he says, in verse 5 and 6, he says, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we would say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. So the fourth one is, we are to proclaim his goodness. Pursue his love, pursue love, protect your relationships, purify your heart and proclaim his goodness. I know at times it feels like it's the last thing that we want to do. But I, I want to encourage you today that in the midst of the shaking, these are four things that you need to do. These will keep you in the mountain of faith. We proclaim his goodness. God has said, and when God speaks, it is settled in heaven. He said, I will never, ever ever leave you I will never forsake you I will not I will not I will not it says in the amplified translation God's reinforcing this concept that he is 
never going to leave us. He will never abandon us. We may feel like lots of things have abandoned. Our boss may have abandoned us. It may feel like the government's abandoned us. But God says, I will never, ever leave you or forsake you. And because of that, God has said, so verse 6 says, so we can say. God's spoken in the word. Why? So we can then say. We proclaim his goodness. So what God has said, we are supposed to mirror. We're supposed to echo. That's the amen. So God speaks and we echo that. That's what gives the word power. Not just when God says it, but when we begin to repeat what our father has said. God has said, never will I leave you. So we can say now with confidence, the Lord is my helper. He's my support, my guide, my comfort. I will not fear what can man do to me. We proclaim his goodness. You know, if you do these four things in the shakings, pursue love, reach out to others, protect your relationships with those that are around you. If you purify your heart, make sure you don't get captured with money and so focused on, on your own needs. You keep your heart free from the love of money and you proclaim his goodness each day. You may go through shakings, but I'm telling you this, that you will be so transformed You'll be so transformed into his image. You'll be ready like Enoch to step from one realm to another. God is working in us today, church. This is not by accident. This is not caught God by surprise. He is at work. He didn't send plagues, but in the midst of all the challenges, God is coming near to the earth. That's why the shaking is happening. That's why the shakings are going on because God is drawing near and everything that can be shaken will be shaken. So that which remains, which is his kingdom reality in our life, can never be shaken. And what God does in us will last for eternity. What we go through in this next year is, is, is you need to understand this is eternal, is positioning us to develop character and the likeness of Christ that will be with us forever. These are precious moments. And that's why I said at the start, this is what the heroes in Hebrews 11 wanted to grasp a hold of. They looked towards this day because they saw God at work like never before. I'm confident, church, that what God has begun in your life, he's going to complete. I'm confident, church, that each one of us is going to come through, not just limp through, but we're going to advance, we're going to accelerate. This will be the making of us. And I'm confident that the seed of God is so genuine in your heart that, that you will come through. You may feel like you can't come through, but God will bring you through. And there'll be a day that we come back together again, and it's going to be glorious. It's going to be amazing. But let's not waste these moments because God is at work. And so I pray for each and every one of you that as you've heard this message, that hope has risen in your heart. Faith is being built, that you've made a decision not to live in the mountain of fear, but you've made a decision to live in the mountain of faith. In all the shakings, God is at work and he's got an amazing plan for this hour. So be encouraged. I love you with all my heart. I'm praying for you and I'm believing that our best days of acceleration are right before us. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Amen. <laughs>